warning, this episode will be all about the season finale of Succession, season three, episode nine. This is Curiosity Killed the Cat. I'm your host, Sarah, and I am uh, personally victimized by Logan Roy. I feel like uh, he should be covering my therapy therapy sessions uh, from here on out and uh, wounded. Uh, I usually don't uh, talk about being wounded unless it's something to do with like, I don't know, Anakin and I don't know, the Clone Wars or something, but uh, something happened in this episode of Succession. There's something happened in this season finale that was so, like, so on par for this show and for where this is all, where this has all been going. Um, I've already seen pictures, uh, people have been reposting pictures of the, the poster for season three. And, like, it's there, you, when you look at the screen, there's like a split or when you look at this shot of them all in their business suits coming down the hallway, it's it's been out for months and months and months and months. It came out a couple months before, I think, uh, the premiere in October. So this image has been floating around for quite some time. It's it's when you go up to HBO and put the show on it. That's what you see. Shiv's in the business suit. Everybody's in these suits. And I was like staring at it the other day and I was like, just, just like the whole placing of this uh, you know, poster things so interesting. Everybody's in the suits, and I'm just thinking in my head, like, this is just a well stylized show poster, right? And, like, you know, after like Game of Thrones and True Detective, I'm, I'm staying in the HBO realm here, but after like a few shows, um, deep, deep diving like too, too much, um, I try to stay away from posters like Westworld. <laughs> Talk about an HBO show that put me through the ringer. Um, like, looking at the season three poster for Westworld had me, like, in a fucking rabbit hole for the whole season, right? I Like, I kept coming back the whole season. All my theories kept coming back to this freaking robot with its hands in the sand. So anyways, out of all the fucking shows that have been out the last few years, this poster for Succession, season three in particular, has it right there. It's split down the middle, and you've got Jeremy Strong, Kendall Roy, and you've got uh, Roman, Shiv, and Connor to the one side. And on the other side of the screen, or of this shot, whatever, poster, you have Brian Cox, you have Matthew McFadden, and then you have um, Nicholas Braun, Cousin Greg. The Greg Sprinkles. And it's just very, very interesting because holy shit, by the time we get to this end of this episode, I was like, when like, you know, here we go, we're going into it. This is, this is, this is happening. Um, when, uh, the most shocking thing to me, I think in the whole episode, like I'll get into like the emotional distress here in like a hot minute, but, um, Shiv all of a sudden, like, in that room, boardroom, whatever the fuck that was, um, that they, you know, just nonchalantly pedestrian walk their way into, um, she starts saying, like, who let him know we were here? And she, like, says it, like, I think once or twice more. And I just was like, what the fuck is she talking about? What does she mean? Who let him know that he was here? Like, first of all, I feel like there's people, like, there that was, like, at the wedding that, like, could have, like, said, like, oh, hey, all the kids just took off together, except for Connor. Um, 
which like good for you connor he connor you want to know what connor did boundaries he said hey you know what listen love you fam but i got my 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 boundaries uh have been set and luckily for his emotional well-being uh he wasn't there for this because um like i just like was talking to my sister and she does not watch the show but i was like kind of explaining how like you know you're used to kind of like one or two of them getting beat up you know at like a time like at a time and when it's all of them you know when it's like and it's like the three like I'm gonna keep saying like the youngest the kids the children the three littlest because like they literally by the end of this episode and in not like a infantile type way in a very fucking uh traumatized way and rightfully so uh they're like children by the end of this episode and it's devastating and it hurts and they had both of their parents do that at the same time and like that kind of hurt is just wild and they are all feeling it and it is so fucked up and it's so gnarly there's nothing that these kids ever did to logan or their mom that could justify this type of like fuck you I don't care if you hurt hurt it is just it was a lot like I mean you know um it's like my sister could see it on my face she was like yeah that was pretty rough I was like yeah that was a that was a that was an episode and so um anyways to get back to uh the beginning of this finale here to get back to episode eight um Earlier this week, uh, I had recorded, like, half of my reaction to the the last episode, getting into Caroline's, uh, uh, their mom's uh, wedding in Tuscany, the meeting of the, the, the kind of icky sort of husband, Munyan, whatever his name is. We find out that Shiv and her mom are each other's onions. She tells Shiv she should have had dogs and mentioned that Logan never loved anything. He didn't try to kick to see if it would come back. And this is beyond that in this episode, but you could see how he's done that with all of them the whole time. Kendall has made it clear, like, he, just because you're, like, I don't even think being a woman is going to save you, Shiv, from what dad does. And, like, Roman, yeah, you might think you're you're close to him right now, but, you know, it's one dick pick away from, uh, you know, low, low man on the, the totem pole there. And so, um before we get them banding together, Avengers Roy style, um, they, you know, Captain Cuddles, I think, what is it, Shiv refers to uh, Logan as Captain Cuddles when he got all mad that she didn't, or like when he got all like in a tissy that she didn't hug him at the airport in that one episode. Holy shit. It's a lot. This guy's like fucking on a good one. So, um, yeah, the end of the last episode, we can see Roman's trying to look out for his mom still in a way, even though she's pretty almost virtually non-existent to their lives. And again, they're all grownups and they have their, their own deals, whatever. And she lives off in England, but still it's very, very clear that they are not close. None of them are close with her. Um, and it's very clear that Logan, whenever they went through this divorce, won out big time. But one of the key factors here, I think with this whole wedding, this whole thing, with Roman trying to protect the prenup, all of this stuff, it all comes back to um, the way the kids uh, 
shares are like in the company and like the way their votes work, you know, whatever, like their seats at the board, whatever the fuck it is, um, you know, and with it being the three of them plus Connor, you know, I don't, you know, maybe Logan didn't realize, I, I don't know. Why did he ever think that he would have to like fight against his kids? I don't know. I mean, I guess history hasn't been too kind in that regard, but like, I don't know. It's just so wild. It's like, he just, it it just, it grates him for his kids to have something that he worked hard for. And like, you know, I, I do get at a certain point, like, yeah, they have all the money in the world. If the the company gets sold, how bad can it be? They're still going to have a lot of money. They're still going to have status, this, this, and that. But, um, they've been in this position now to where like, I don't know, they're actually like actively working towards something. You know what I mean? Like Shiv clearly, you know, went to school and went off to do something, nonprofit politics. That's where we see her when we come into the show. And then we see her, you know, possible press secretary, uh, you know, bait with the with the one presidential campaign um, with the Nate guy in season end of season one, season two. Um, and then she comes full force with with her dad. Right. He tells her this is the real thing. Your president uh, will be work, you know, it, whatever you say, but it'll be through Jerry. But no, it's actually through me, through you, through Jerry. And by the time we get to the end of this episode, uh, again, like Jerry has mentioned to Kendall or to Roman before, um, she is always going to be looking out for her best interest and her best financial position, status position, all of these things. And, um, the whole dick pic situation, I definitely think put her in quite a pickle. And so I think she's going to do whatever it is that Logan wants to do. And I think we see Carl and Frank right there along with him. He's got his three yes men with him. He's got Carrie. Well, no, she was up at the wedding. Um, and so when they stroll in, um, you know, he, he's, he's got the shotgun locked and loaded and ready to go and aimed at their most weakest and vulnerable points. I mean, for this to all end up with fucking Tom being the one, you know, Shiv's referring to in terms of like who told him we were coming, who told him we were coming fucking Tom. And I guess Tom told us too. He told, he told Kendall, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go with you because I've seen you get fucked and I've never seen Logan get fucked and whatever, whatever deal he made with the devil, uh, I'm sure he's going to suffer for it, but I don't know. I, I don't know if it'll pain him too, too much to suffer for it. Uh, I just know that like, um, I knew, I knew at some point we were going to see Matthew Mc fatty and we were going to see Tom really, really do something. There was something. And this was so subtle, but there all along, just like it could have been anybody. He's got Greg by his side. He told Greg, like, who else have you had here? But me looking out for you. It's been me. So we're hanging together. We're sticking together and clearly siding with Logan. And, um, before the emotional um stripping down of of these of these three 
uh, by their father and by the mother um, over the phone so casually. Um, I love how she's just like, oh, I can't get into it. Oh, I just can't get into it. Oh, you'll understand. Oh, I'm sorry. And like, girl, I get it. Like, Logan's scary. But like, you got out. You got out somehow. And like, you can't just like, I don't know. I just, I, I just, the one thing I've just been like struggling with like Logan is like, I don't know. You bring kids into this world and regardless whatever your financial fucking situation is socioeconomically whether you're in the one percent or you're in the bottom one percent uh your one goal or should goal should be is to like you know at least hope that your kids have it a little bit easier a little bit better um and I regardless of how you came into the world right like we see Logan we know that he was he went through childhood abuse Growing up with, you know, they talk about it with the, the, his brother, Ewan, the James Cromwell character, uh, the uncle or something like that hurt them when they were growing up. And, you know, obviously he has worked and fought in the mud, uh, for daggers, right. Or whatever he says to Kendall in the last episode. Um, he's done all of these things to get where he is. Uh, but like, you can't take out the hard work that you put into it just because, like, the timing of when your children come into this world. You know what I mean? It, it, it's like, um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, it, it just, it's, it's absolutely illogical. And so he takes it out on them constantly over and over. You hear the poor stories of them growing up and, you know, with a mother that clearly didn't stand up for them or, I don't know, defend them by any means whatsoever, um, and, you know, we get this, like, point where Roman's just, like, basically just being, like, I just, I, I love you. It just comes down to us just, like, you're, like, you're a, like, dad. Like, we love you and you should just love us. And he doesn't say that. I mean, he says the word love. And Logan is just so fucking out of it and done and disconnected that he just the word love just sounds spiteful and scornful to him and he's just sort of like well you all should have you know thought of love before you came storming in here and trying to fuck me over or whatever it is and he walks out of that room and he's fucking alone you know alone would he have a, a nice young secretary and an ex-wife who shows up every now and then because, you know, you made a nice cushy deal with her because you cheated on her with Holly Hunter, not the actual actress, Holly Hunter, um, her character, Rhea, in season two, which I'm sure we'll probably get back to at one point because he did mention wanting to deal with Pierce again, which I, I don't know. I hope we stay out of that. Um, speaking of Pierce's, we do not see Naomi. We do not see her in the last episode. Um... I don't even know. Did we get Kendall calling her? No, I think I saw the ep- the premiere episode today when he was calling her over the phone and he was like making sure everybody saw him on TV. And oh my God, when his like ex-wife was like, oh, I didn't see it, but like, good, you know, I'm glad you did what you did. And it just, it was a lot. And so, you know, bringing her back around, we get, we get this wedding they're going about it. Uh, Logan doesn't show up. Um, you know, Marsha's there and Carrie's there and all the kids are there. 
um, we finally get um, Willa pulling a, a, a Logan kind of moment and saying just, you know, hey, fuck it. Let's just get married. You know what I mean? Let's just, oh, fuck it. And Connor's like elated, happy, ready to go. And he brings up to his siblings at one point, like, none of you assholes have, like, even congratulated me or asked me anything about this, blah, blah, blah. You know, and that's totally lame and not cool. And uh, they have a way of sort of being like, and I'm sure even at that, they'd be like, oh, you know, this isn't the time or the place or we can't get into your feelings right now, Connor. Um, He's always like placated like that. Um, where, like, they don't really do that to, like, the three of each other, you know, the younger ones. Um, but anyways, um, this, this was just so exhausting. It's only, like, 10 o'clock at night, so not even that late. Um, and then, uh, that's pretty much all we get of the mom until that horrific phone call at the very end when just Logan pulls that fucking jagged ace out of his sleeve so bad it was so it was one of the most awful things I've ever seen like Kieran Culkin Sarah Snook and Jeremy Strong like I hope like their inner children got hugs after this scene because it just it was three adults getting shrunken down to kids and it was just awful it was so awful But let's talk about some parallels, shall we? Um, At the wedding, before the three kids, uh, the three younger ones, um, fuck off and go find dad and, you know, put their foot down and say, no, you're not going to sell the company and just fucking cash out and leave us to the will of some businessman we don't even know, have ever done business with. Um, And you're going to tell me, oh, it like he's going to take care of us. Like there's no way to trust that. Um, not with his track record. And so, um, we get this emotionally eviscerating scene, uh, where we get, uh, Kendall finally breaking down because Shiv is like her radar is totally going off. So is Roman. And she finds, uh, Kendall and she's like, something's going on this deal do you have you been talking to Lucas the Alexander Skarsgård character um his little deal with with Logan was kind of interesting Logan likes it when people when when people he's doing business doesn't don't cater to him and are more like him I think um so I don't know maybe that's why he stayed and did the deal but like it looked like he ate his pride like at the end of that meeting or not the end of it, the end of uh, Roman's part of the meeting, he sends him off, says, you know, bound, you know, peace out, son. I, I got this from here. And it looks like, it almost looked like the, 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 the look on Brian Cox's face that he did was very, um, oh my God. Yeah, I guess just like about to swallow his pride. Like he was about to eat shit. He was finally ready to, I don't know, come full circle. Like, what did he tell Marsha in the one episode? I can't eat shit right now or something like that. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And like, on a lighter note, just to, just to 
go on a lighter note before we get into the scene with like with Kendall on the ground with fucking Roman behind him and then Shiv's like little hand on her head. The picture is all over Twitter already. It's beautiful. It's heartbreaking. And then if you guys notice it, um, it's the one where like Roman's bending over um, Kendall as he's sitting on the ground and Shiv is right there in her beautiful dress. And then there's a parallel shot to the end of the episode when they are in the um, meeting room thing where Logan's at, um, at what other, whatever other location or where his little villa, via wherever he's staying um, in the Tuscany, you know, little uh, wedding retreat there. They, um, Roman is on the ground this time and then like a very similar position and Jeremy Strong comes up behind him and does the same thing and like, dude... It's, it's something. It's, uh, it's art. It looks like a play. It looks like some people have already said it's a Renaissance painting. Like it is so fucking intense and it's crazy. And so anyways, uh, fucking Kendall, he's just so broken. I didn't even talk about like, well, Kendall's alive. Obviously he made it. Um, and, uh, yeah, he just is like, no, I, I, I'm going to stay out of this guys. And Shiv's like, no, you cannot stay out of this. And he's like, what do you mean? Okay. So let's go back to the beginning of this episode where we have, uh, Kendall coming in. Um, well, before we see Kendall coming into, uh, the early uh, wedding activities um, that I guess he's allowed to go to now. You know what I mean? After the little accident in the pool that was not a, you know, attempt on his own life, uh, as he states plenty of times. We get this uh, opening that looks like it's from a tale as old as time, just this uh, very uh, Baroque and uh, abysmal kind of scene where, you know, it, it seems like a, a grandfather reading a story to his grandson while the granddaughters, you know, in the background, you know, kind of very Sansa-esque, I guess, if you will. And, um, you know, at some point, you know, I think Logan just thinks like something's just wrong with everybody, right? And he's like, definitely after making this kid, uh, uh, not Jeremy's kid, uh, um, Kendall's kid eat the mozzarella rather than him eating the mozzarella in that weird power play in the last episode. Um, he's reading him the story that is definitely more childlike, you know, than his age, right? He's a little too old for this book as he kind of puts it. And, um, the daughter, Sophie, Sophia, whatever, uh, she explains, you know, it, he likes it. It's basically, it's a comfort book, which is like lay off Logan. All right. You know what I mean? Like, my grandparents understood my comfort books, so surely you can reach down deep in there and just whatever. So, uh, we're, we're opening up to that, right? I mean, he is as close to this kid as possible. You know, it, it's the idea of if, if Kendall saw this, he would lose his shit. You know what I mean? Um, probably a total juxtaposition to what he grew up with, with Logan. So anyways, odd scene um at one point the kids are uh sitting down eating together they try to order food from Carrie and she's I don't know what is she she, uh I don't know says something snarky I mean you could tell why like 
Logan's into her, you know what I mean? There's some shades of Marsha there. Um, they're not totally one in the same, but you could tell he needs a he needs a real uh Rottweiler of a of a personality when it comes to the the women in his life. And um uh you know, by the time we get Kendall coming into the scene, it's just uh I don't know. He's trying to convince everybody that he didn't do this on purpose, that it was an accident. Um, you know, we get Logan telling Iverson, you know, your dad's fine, right? And it's like right off the bat, we know that everything with Kendall's going to be okay. And it's not going to be as big of a deal as um, we have thought. But, you know, by the time we get to sort of like the almost middle of the episode when he's, when Kendall starts to open up to Shiv and to Roman when they finally get to the point where it's like they have got to band together over over their their uh <laughs> over their their own legacies if you will um that they have so far right you know what i mean we get to the point where logan says go build your own fucking pile go make your own money go make your own fucking legacy well at this point to this point in their lives this has been their legacy right and this is what they think they have coming we've seen you know uh kendall has thought this his whole life and he gets shit on immediately in season or episode one, right? Very beginning. Um, and it's only a matter before time before every other sibling realizes it. And it takes him a couple turns in the old, you know, I don't know, wheel of fortune there with his, with their dad. Um, and figuring out that, you know, their, their chances are, it's always going to end upside down and they're always going to end up in, uh, a million pieces or blown to pieces as Kendall puts it. That's how he feels. He's despondent. He is gone. He is numb. Um, he is having very much what it seems like su uh, suicidal ideation in terms of just not wanting to be here. He's expressing how like time with his kids aren't even pleasurable and that's depressing. You know what I mean? Like it's one thing to like recognize that and it's another thing to like take that in and be like Jesus the two things like that I brought into this world you know that I've uh that are my, my my two children I can't even find joy in hanging out around their their innocence and their their just childlike joy and jubilation about life you know if he can't even feel any kind of elation in the presence of those two sacred beings in his life or what should be uh, what does he have? You know, he's never going to get it from his mother. He's never going to get it from his father. Um, the siblings have that. And I, and I think in the last episode, we thought, saw them as split up as, as they've ever been as absolutely disjointed and separated as absolutely possible. Um, Connor included. And, um, you know, at this point they clearly need each other. Like they, they have no choice. There's no choice. And so, um, yeah, it is, uh, it's pretty, um, you just can fucking physically feel it through the screen. I don't know what to say. By the time Kendall is, is, is getting deeper into that kind of confessional-esque thing as they're, he's sitting down in the dirt and they're behind the, you know, the spectacle of the wedding and there's cater you know there's waiters and waitresses and you know people working the wedding kind of you know going about slowly but surely um 
you know, it, 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 there's no choice but to confront this sort of like, you know, um, the kid that died at your wedding. I, that was, that was my fault. That was, that was, uh, an accident that I, I was behind the wheel and, you know, and the firsts are just like completely like, there's no fucking way. And I think that the, the millisecond, they each give it a second to be like, you know, to look back on things, to look back on how, like, you know, how he was, uh, in this sort of, uh, cage that Logan put him in all throughout season two until the end where he broke out and had his press conference and whatnot. Um, it, it's clear, it's plain as day and they know it and they recognize it. And then Roman's immediately trying to not downplay it, but not like shame him. I don't know. I guess that's what you would do if you were somebody's sibling in this case, you know, and he makes a couple, uh, you know, uh, I would say, uh, sandpaper-esque type jokes in terms of, like, anybody else would not be able to pull this off, but, like, he makes a joke about, like, well, I had to wait for, you know, three quarters of an hour for my, uh, drink whatever gin and tonic at the wedding. And then Shiv says something like, you know, yeah, you really did fuck up my wedding. And, um, you know, Roman's kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah, I, 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 that's fine. I mean, I've killed a kid before. And he's like, Hey, Shiv, you, you, you killed a kid before. She's like, yeah, yeah, sure. And, um, you know, then he says, says to Kendall, he's like, you, you went, you know, did you, did you, you went down, you know what I mean? So that's basically your, Oh, I don't know. He says some kind of word. I can't remember what it is along the lines of like, you're not a murderer. You're just kind of like a fuck, fuck a rupper. Like, you know, a, 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 this was like a oopsie daisies. And again, this is a, luckily this is a, you know, fictional show. So we can kind of play with this stuff a little bit here and not take it too seriously. Cause if it, this was real life, this would be very, very deep and very dark and very uh, ugly. Um, but in terms of this show, you know, it helps kind of pull him out of this moment. We get that scene, that very physical scene of of Kendall with his head slumped down. We get uh, Roman with his hands, you know, on his back, leaning over. Um, and then Shiv just kind of with her hand delicately, like, atop of his head. And then we see that flip-flopped once they're in the room with Logan later. And, um... I still have only watched it this one time and, uh, I just, uh, I listened to, oh God, what was it? I think I listened to the watch and some of still watching at this point. And, um, I think everybody's still fueled off of the initial watch and maybe just some Twitter, Twitter dust here. Um, so the, 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 the gifts and the memes have been out of control. Uh, you know, the stuff about Tom has been, uh, epic and dark, but truly once we see him show up in that scene (laughs) and like, yeah, the camera still kind of stays with Logan as we leave. And then, you know, the show's, the show's done. (laughs) Um, just Tom, he's so tall. He's so, you know, uh, you know, I guess he referred to himself as a red sequoia, as big as a red sequoia. So he's, he's kind of a, I don't know. He's standing up tall, but he's just, I don't know if there's like a, a slight slime filter on him now or what it is. I don't want to ever like inherently not be 
gunning for Tom in some sort of way, but like this episode has me at a loss. It has me wondering what the hell Shiv's going to do. I mean, if she's been cold, if, if he thinks she's been cold and, um, I don't know, just not a part of the, this sort of roller coaster he's been on for this last season with the, you know, possibly going to prison and everything and whatever the weird baby stuff, um, it's going to be really weird now. It's going to be really weird now. The dynamic is going to be super odd and it's going to be interesting to see how she fully takes it and if she's going to be able to withdraw withdraw in the kind of way she has in this season and some parts of it like in the one episode where she should have been at the meeting but she was like had the cookie network on and was sitting in bed. Um, there have been a few times where she's sort of pulled out or has been sort of not in the background, but just like legitimately like absentee when she should be there. Um, so I don't know. I, dude, I don't know. Season four is going to be wild for her. Like fucking wild. Like, it, I mean, again, this since shows can do this, like there's a chance she could be fucking pregnant right now. There's the chance this could be some Tom Wamsgan, gone girl, Midwestern, leveling up, working his way up the fucking dating ladder shit you know what I mean he 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 could you know he could be sneaky he could be very sneaky um god now I'm that movie's like unfolding before my brain I haven't seen it in years god that was a wild movie it was kind of it was good but it was awful and I feel like Tom is in gong girl territory so that's that's where we're at So all in all, this was a pretty uh, rich, very well done episode of television. Um, This could have been like its own movie and it would be like, what did I just watch? Um, What everybody brings to the table is uh, just, you'd be lucky enough if you could get like two people in a show or something like this, or even in a film to like bring this kind of caliber and quality of storytelling and acting to the screen, but like they all do it. You know what I mean? It's it's the look that we see Tom have as Tom has as he's, you know, coming up through the that not hallway, but that uh, you know, coming into the room and that hug that he gives Shiv from the side. And it's the shiver that you can see go down her spine. It's the sharpness, it's the uh jagged knife that her face turns into immediately um it's the way that Roman is so broken in this episode (laughs) um I think he is in a place where he has never ever wanted to be ever again in his life you could tell he's been here before a few times probably when he was young and helpless and he's right there right now um again they have no mom to help them no fucking dad Jerry's out the fucking window and it's just the siblings it's the siblings it's what they have together now and how they fucking get through it and um it's 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 Jeremy Strong being in that room and uh knowing what was going to happen this whole time it's the way they try to call out their mom on the phone and getting nothing in return it's just, um, if anybody, you know, regardless of stature, whatever you have going on in life, um, if you've ever had a moment or two or several in your life where you've had a reaction, (laughs) 
uh, that was like what these three kids had in this room in this fucking storyline, like you can relate <laughs> uh, because it was a gut punch. It was a shocker. It was, um, it, it was what it was. And again, will they be okay financially? Yes, they'll have a, a lovely package. You know what I mean? They, they will, they're not going to be going anywhere. You know what I mean? They're not going to want for anything. But the way this has all come about has come about in a totally needless, traumatizing type of a way. You know what I mean? Maybe if their dad had just been open and honest the whole time. Maybe if he had a better plan this whole time. Um, again, us humans, we can, you know, like, fuck we fuck up all the time. We're always making mistakes. Um, and Logan Roy is, is no exception. So it's hard to see here, you know, he's making this huge mistake with his children by pushing them away even more. He thinks he's doing the right thing. I think, um, I, I felt some empathy for him in the last episode when he had that dinner with Kendall and it went kind of sideways for Kendall, but it, it, you know, he, he kind of explains to Kendall, I did my best. And, you know, anytime you made a mess, I was there to help clean it up. Right. And I mean, that's kind of a shitty way to put parenting. Um, but that's sort of how he's expressed, um, his, his view on it and his, the way that he, he can emotionally handle it. And, um, you know, if he can't be emotionally deeper for them, okay, whatever, that's fine. That's hurtful, but it's fine. Um, but this is just like low down, awful. You can't look at your kid and then being like, oh, you know, I want, I, I'm coming here from a place of love and then be like, love and just be so, uh, disgusted and cold by it. It's, um, it's pretty jarring and it's hurtful and, uh, you wouldn't forget a moment like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how this storyline continues. If it's, if we're going to have one, two, maybe three more seasons, who knows? This is a lot. Um, like I felt like from the beginning of this show, whatever everybody does that they have to, to do, you know what I mean? Whatever they, you know, say that Jeremy Strong has to do to stay in this character or whatever he does. Um, it's clear that every actor on this show does what they need to do to bring out the best and the most professional and, uh, emotionally, um, intelligent way I have, I've almost, I've, it's just hard to find anything like this or like that really holds a candle to, um, everything that everybody brings to the table in this show. Um, but I don't want to compare it to other shows because, you know, you could watch, um, you know, to, to Breaking Bad. Uh, there's episodes of Breaking Bad that just literally made your brain hurt because like you're watching Brian Cranston do things and you're watching, um, Aaron Paul do things and then you know fucking Jesse Plemons shows up one day as Todd and like if you remember the fucking train desert kid on the bike scene you don't forget that okay so like this kind of caliber I just again like we are so lucky with all the shit going on in this world with the the pandemic and everything that they were able to pull this off do this and um yeah, it's highly impressive. And uh, in terms of of, of succession, uh, who knows if it's going to be another year before it comes back on or what. Uh, Jesse Armstrong was just, uh, just seems like a nice, warm, lovely fella. I was listening to uh, him a little bit um, after the show. 
uh, after the premiere, or the, oh my god, the finale last night. It was on the HBO Succession podcast, I think it was. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. It'll be really exciting. Um, I'm going to do a little recap episode, um, probably like 20, 30 minute episode, um, probably next on the season as a whole. Because uh, I was having some recording complications, recording episode 8, which was such a fun episode to talk about, but I lost a lot of audio. So I'm going to just go back, recap, talk about Succession as a whole, do a little episode about that. And uh, we'll be having some some Godfather stuff coming out, uh, as well as uh, I've got to get into Attack of the Clones, the book. I'm reading Revenge of the Sith right now, and it's a saucy little delight. So anyways, I uh, hope everybody has a wonderful week. And, um, you know, if you need to send your therapy bills anywhere, send them to HBO. Bye. Okay. I'm going to add a little, um, fun part to this episode. Uh, I'm going to incorporate a little Twitter feed here that I came across and it's too good to pass up. I can't write notes about it. Um, I was watching the second episode, I think, um, of this season and going back, uh, Greg and Comfrey were hitting it off awkwardly, randomly, um, right off the bat. Like, it was kind of funny watching that initially, just seeing Greg interact with, like, anybody is always funny. But, like, knowing, you know, I, now that he's cast her aside, unfortunately, um, you know, there was this kind of cute initial, like, little chemistry, whatever. Um, and, like, Greg was, like... Uh, in charge of like Kendall's uh, what social media temperature, whatever the fuck it was, and um, having him go on Twitter, blah blah blah. At one point, Greg mentions that he was writing like tweets down, like he was writing the. T- Anyways, and Comfrey was like, "You're writing the tweets down, like whatever." Um, so, anyways, this marvelous person here, uh, their tweet says, "Tag yourself." in the season three finale of Succession. And, like, at first I'm thinking, like, character-wise, and, like, that's what she writes. She puts, like, I'm I'm the eldest son, which is, like, hilarious. And then they put, I'm also, of course, Jeremy Strong's method acting techniques paying off. And so this is where we get off the rails here, right? This is where, like, the, the thread takes off, right? Somebody writes, I'm the Pat Logan gives to Tom on the back. And it's a picture of Logan giving Tom the pat on the back as he walks out the room. Um, Somebody put, um, I'm the dirt on Kendall's pants when he's sitting down uh, before he gets into the the confession with the siblings. Um, uh, Somebody says, I'm the smile that disappeared from Willa's face as soon as her back was turned to Connor. Oh, shit. Um, uh, Somebody said, I'm the dormant throne of Italy. Uh, another one here, I'm a more adhesive and potent gloop, right? This is a, a reference to the, what is it, maca, maca root, right? That Logan's been taking to zhuzh up the jizz that he's got uh, left over in his ball sack at this point in his life. Um, somebody said right here, I'm the soul Tom and Greg do not need. Uh, somebody wrote, souls are boring. Um, somebody said, first, I was Kendall's birthday necklace. Then I was his dusty but uh i am the beef gre- uh i am the beef greg has with greenpeace um and then oh my god legitimately checkmarked greenpeace says where the beef greenpeace has with greg oh 
my God. Okay, I'm going to retweet that. Um, wow, am I turning into a Roy or what? <sighs> wow, this is so hilarious. This is one of the best threads I've ever read in my life. The goats carry sacrifice to get good Wi-Fi reception at the wedding. Oh, my God. The look on Roman's face upon Jerry's betrayal. <gasps> Stop. Oh, my God. This is this is. I said I'm the book that Logan read to Iverson, so that's that's what I did. That was my contribution. Um, I'm Roman waiting three quarters of an hour for a gin and tonic. Okay, well, I just thought that'd be fun to dip into. Um, definitely got to bounce out. Uh, but, you know, wow, this is a... This remains one of my favorite. Absolutely absolutely one of my favorites and uh, uh let's just end it off with the uh, i marsha's omelet which she will not be having down there okay thank you and good night okay now i typically i'm not into like asmr stuff but right now before i get back, you know into getting into the back half of this episode here i just cracked open a lovely coca-cola right nice glass cup a few ice cubes you hear that can we get greg a coca-cola <laughs> 